Welcome to the Biting Truth Podcast. This podcast aims to cut through all the confusion and misinformation in the nutrition space to give you up-to-date, cutting-edge nutrition advice. This episode is brought to you by our proud sponsors, Salad Servers. Before we begin, we'd like to recognize and respect that we are recording from Gurungai country. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Biting Truth podcast. I'm Alex, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Anna, and we are the accredited practicing dietitians and founders of the Biting Truth. In today's episode, we're having a little bit of fun, and we're going to be looking at some of the seriously hyped foods in the media, so things like kale, bone broth, pink salt, hemp seeds. So join us as we explore the trendiest foods and whether they really do live up to the hype or not. But first, as always, with our weekly shares, what have you got for us, Anna? So I've been waiting a while for this weekly share and I'm so, so, so excited to announce that our Little Bites program has finally launched. Yay! (laughs) This has been such a long time coming. It has. I mean, this has been a project we've been working on for over a year and really we had planned to launch it back in January or February. Yeah. If anyone's been following along, you probably saw like teasers. They've been happening for a while now, but we're finally there. But we've had a team of developers from overseas building the program for us. And I think as always with tech, it just is, it takes more time than you imagined, but that is because it is bloody awesome. It's such a good program. And it is essentially a program for that's really focused on fussy eating or for toddler nutrition, but it applies to family nutrition. And it's such a user-friendly platform. Basically, it's like your one-stop shop for all things toddler health. So we have recipes, we have downloadable cheat sheets that summarize all the latest research. We have lots of videos that you can watch that help take away some of that stress at mealtimes. We have blog posts. We, we have also a- have product reviews, which is probably one of my favorite features where we've kind of gone through loads of the really popular products that you'll find at supermarkets and broken them down and given our TBT verdict. So we have a whole catalog of different products that you can search through. Yeah. And we're going to just continue to add to those products. So we hope to just one day have a library of hundreds of products. So you can really look up anything and and get a dietitian's opinion. So it's all science-based. It's really practical information. And we've really tried to make the price point as affordable as possible, because we know that a lot of the programs out there when it comes to toddler nutrition, we found were really expensive. So we really wanted to make this accessible for everyone. So if you have little ones at home, make sure you go check it out. You can access Little Bites and read more about it via our website, thebitingtruth.com. And we'll put a link to more info on that in our show notes. And Alex, what about you? What's your weekly share? So mine is, I actually was speaking to a client recently who has been diagnosed with low vitamin D levels, which is fairly common. And I shared a bit of a fun fact with her, which I thought I would share with you guys. And it's essentially around mushrooms and vitamin D. And if you leave around five small mushrooms or one big portobello mushroom, out in the sun, so maybe on your kitchen bench where it's ex- it gets exposed to direct sunlight, the mushroom will actually absorb vitamin D from the sunlight, just like our skin does. So 
in those five small mushrooms, you'll get about the amount of vitamin D that you would require in a day. So it's a pretty cool little fun fact. If you're not on aware of it, I thought it would be a fun one to share, but yeah, everyone pop those mushrooms out on the kitchen bench in the sunlight so that they can absorb some vitamin D. I love that fact. And I think a lot of our listeners will really appreciate it too, particularly anyone listening that maybe has had lower vitamin D levels in the past. It's really common in a blood test to have low vitamin D because we all spend so much time inside at our desk. So yeah, you get double some bang for your buck with mushrooms if you leave them out in the sun. Yeah, and you can whip up the portobello mushrooms from our Biting Truth cookbook. Mini shout out. The bruschetta. Yeah, yeah they're so delicious. Good. Okay, well, let's dive into today's episode and go through our list of foods. The supermarket shelves these days are bursting with an ever increasing array of products. And advertising and food package is they make all sorts of claims around the health benefits. And unfortunately, just because it says something on the front of the package does not mean that we can trust it. Some foods almost seem to glow with this halo-like properties, like they're magical health elixirs that we all need to be healthy. How does one know if something really is healthy or whether it's just hype? It can be really hard to determine this, not just based on packaging, but the media really overhypes certain foods. And are these foods worth the extra cost that they often come with? So Alex, do you want to kick us off with our first one? Yeah. So first up, let's have a look at bone broth. Is it healthy or is it hype? Now, I'm sure you've all heard of bone broth. It's been touted as a bit of a cure-all for everything from gut issues to weight loss, even that it has anti-aging properties. But I first thought we should look at what actually is bone broth. Essentially to make bone broth, you need to simmer bones for hours, sometimes even over 24 hours. And the idea is that this simmering of the bones allows more nutrients, particularly proteins to leach out of the bones and into the broth. However, it's worth noting that the bone broth doesn't actually contain any fiber or vegetables. So it tends to be quite protein heavy because it's the proteins have leached from the bone. One of the most popular claims about bone broth is its ability to improve the appearance of our skin by boosting collagen. And we have a whole episode we've done in the past on collagen. So if you want to learn more specifically about collagen, you can check that out. But essentially collagen is an essential protein that gives our skin elasticity and helps it to look nice and smooth. But unfortunately, there is no conclusive evidence that consuming collagen in any form, specifically in bone broth, is going to have a significant effect on your skin. In fact, a lot of the evidence around collagen and skin is usually pretty anecdotal or it's been sponsored by the people making the products, the research around that. Bone broth has also been touted as a detoxifying agent. However, the idea that a specific food can detoxify your body is a myth. There is absolutely nothing in bone broth that would detoxify your body. Even if your body needed help with detoxification, which it doesn't, that's not how our body works. Isn't, so bone broth is obviously the one that Pete Evans got in a whole lot of trouble with because he, in one of his cookbooks, he basically recommended that people stop breastfeeding their babies and instead replace breast milk with bone broth. And I think that was finally what got him off our shelves once and for all. Thank gosh for that. 
It was a, a happy yeah, day. That was like so nuts. God, don't get me started with that guy. Yeah, he's <laughs> full of it. So, Alex, bone broth, what do you give it? Health or hype? So, I'm going with 100% hype on this mm-hmm. one. I guess there's no actual harm in drinking bone broth if it's part of an overall balanced diet, but the re- the health claims that surround bone broth, they really just don't stack up. There's very little evidence. Yeah. And if you think yeah. having a bowl of bone broth for dinner is a sufficient meal, it absolutely is not. It is not giving you that the balance of macronutrients that you need. Uh, so no, this is, I mean, I've never really included, but have you ever had no, bone I broth? I don't even think I've ever had it. Have I've tried it, but it's basically like stock yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's not it's something that I include in my diet. Alrighty, next one, Anna, we are talking chia seeds. Yeah, so you have probably heard of these tiny little black or white seeds and their supposed health benefits. And chia seeds really are a powerhouse of nutrition. So they're an excellent source of omega-3 fatty acids, which play a vital role in our brain health and our heart health. They also, they do contain protein, they boost our daily fiber intake. So they can be a really great addition to the diet. So overall, when it comes to chia seeds, health or hype, I give these ones healthy, the health tick of approval. They really are a good addition, but it is worth noting. And I think this sort of applies to a lot of the foods we go through today. Just because they get the health tick doesn't mean that you have to have them in your diet either. So chia seeds are notoriously quite expensive and you can get a lot of the protein and fat and fiber and things from other foods that are much more affordable. But if you want to include chia seeds in your diet, then absolutely go ahead. They do they do live up to the hype that they have. I usually like to add chia seeds to my smoothies or muffin recipes. Yeah. And I think the great thing about chia seeds is that they don't have a flavor. So you can really add them to anything. People might even add them to salad dressings or like you said, if you're baking something, they just really add nutrients to the whatever you're making. So yeah, they're also great for kids if you want like little sprinkles to add to their cereal to really boost the nutrition content. Perfect. Alrighty. Up next quinoa. Now, when we were going through the list of what we're going to talk about, I feel like I just have forgotten about quinoa. Like I remember back when we first started out as dietitians, it was very trendy and I used to love using quinoa, but I, yeah, I completely forgot about it. So I might have to start incorporating it a bit more, but quinoa is essentially, you've probably heard of it, how it's known for its high protein content. So compared to other grains, it contains nearly two times the amount of protein per cup. It is a whole grain and you'll always hear us recommending that when you're choosing carbohydrates, you want to focus on those whole grains. Um, But I think what makes quinoa particularly special is that it's one of the few plant-based complete protein sources. So it contains all nine essential amino acids. So it's particularly good for people that might be following a plant-based diet if you're vegetarian or vegan to make sure you're getting all of those essential amino acids. There also has been some research to suggest that people who consumed quinoa on a daily basis, it helped to reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease. So that's interesting. So health or hype, we are going with health on this one. We are big fans of quinoa, although I need to use it more in my diet. I actually use quinoa all the time. I love adding quinoa to my salads. Fine because it cooks quicker than brown rice when I'm cooking. If I haven't prepared brown rice in advance for my salads, I find cooking quinoa is a great little addition. Sometimes we'll add it to meatballs as well, but yeah, no, I'm awful. Quinoa? Yeah, it's a goodie. Okay. 
Next up on our list, we have kale. Now, kale has been touted as a superfood for years. You definitely come across kale smoothies and all the. But the truth when it comes to kale is that it's actually not that much healthier than other leafy greens or vegetables from the cruciferous family. So yes, kale is high in vitamin A, vitamin K, vitamin C, fiber, but so are other leafy green vegetables like spinach, but kale seems to really get a lot of the spotlight. So overall, when it comes to health or hype, we're going to give kale hype, but not because it's not unhealthy. It's obviously a vegetable when all vegetables are really healthy. It's a green leafy vegetables. And we really recommend including green leafy veggies in your diet because they're so rich in antioxidants but it doesn't necessarily deserve the attention spotlight that it gets compared to other leafy greens. So I personally would go for spinach over kale all the time. I think it has like an interesting texture and quite a strong flavor. So if you don't enjoy eating kale, there's lots of other options. I love it by all means. And I have, I do have a few kale soups. Like I find I need to eat kale cooked to enjoy it. What about you? Will you eat kale raw? Cause you can eat it raw. Yeah, I will. And it sounds weird, but there is an idea that it is important to massage kale because it helps to kind of create a better texture and it also releases some of the bitterness from it. So it softens some of those fibers. Yeah. So if you like use, if I was making a salad and I was using kale, I would use like the olive oil dressing and like massage it a bit with my hands and it Makes she really taste- gets in there and gives her <laughs> kale a good old back rub. It makes it taste way better. I would never just get a bunch of kale and eat it. Yeah, but I think just to be clear with kale, it is absolutely healthy. If you like it, go ahead, throw it in your smoothies, however, in your salads, definitely enjoy it. But if you way prefer something like spinach, then there's no need to swap out spinach for kale. They both are full of nutrients and get a big tick of approval really. Tick, tick, tick. (laughs) All right. Next, we're talking about hemp seeds. Now, no surprises, hemp seeds come from the hemp plant. You can eat them in different ways. They can be eaten raw, roasted. You can cook them. I'm sure some of you may have seen you can get hemp seed oil. You can also get like non-dairy alternatives that are made from hemp. So hemp milk, hemp cheese. Hemp protein powder is another quite popular product that I've come across. And yeah, there has been a lot of hype around hemp seeds and it really, they really are similar to other seeds. So like we were saying with chia seeds, they have similar properties. So they're very high in fiber, they're high in protein and they're high in those omega-3 fatty acids. And I think in terms of health or hype, we're going to go with health for hemp seeds. They really do pack a punch in terms of nutrition, but again, just being mindful that they're not something that you need to include because they can be quite expensive. Do you have hemp seeds in your diet? No, I've never tried hemp seeds. Big fan of chia seeds, but I haven't tried hemp. Have you? I've tried hemp, but I don't, like it's not in my pantry at all. It's not something I use regularly. Not a pantry staple. Nah, chia seeds would be when it comes to pepita seeds. Like I love seeds and adding them where I can, but hemp seeds definitely are not on my shopping list. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you if you are a big fan of hemp seeds send us a DM on Instagram and share us how you use them. Cause I feel like I could get amongst it. I just don't really, I guess that you could just use them the same way that you use all seeds, but if you have a creative way that you use them, I would love to know. Okay. Well, we might just take a short break now to hear from our podcast sponsors. Do you struggle to prepare healthy lunches and dinners throughout the week? If so, check out salad servers. 
They sell a range of healthy and delicious pre-made salads, soups and meals to help take the stress out of mealtimes. You can purchase them directly from the Salad Server's website or buy at your local supermarket. Anna and I are huge fans of their salads and we regularly order them when we have busy weeks to make sure that we can still prioritise our health. Okay, Alex, let's have a little chat about pink salt. Now, this is one that has certainly done the rounds and it is often in the media. So pink salt is basically a Himalayan salt, so it does come from the Himalayans. And it's a type of salt that is literally pink in colour. Um, it tastes very much like regular salt. But when you Google a recipe, it feels like most recipes on Google these days utilise Himalayan pink salt. Now, in terms of looking at the nutritionals of Himalayan pink salt, it does contain more trace minerals than table salts. However, the amounts are so small that they're just not significant enough to make a difference. In order to get enough of those trace minerals from Himalayan pink salt, you'd have to eat copious amounts, which no one's going to do because it would make the meal very unpleasant. And it can potentially contain some harmful heavy metals as well. Again, you're going to be getting them in such small quantities that it's unlikely to have any negative impact on your health as well. So in terms of whether pink Himalayan salt is health or hype, this one is an absolute hype. There's no question there. Absolutely hype. The claims around pink salt are unfounded. It's salt that's really pretty and quite expensive. So again, like if you want to have a pretty little pink salt on your dining table for when friends come around, go ahead. There's absolutely no downside to using it either. But for me personally, it's not worth the extra the price tag that comes along with it. Yeah, especially with the price of groceries at the moment. Yep. All right, let's talk about turmeric now. So turmeric, I'm sure we've all got in our pantry. It's that bright golden coloured spice. It's a plant from Southeast Asia. So you might use it in Asian kind of dishes. And the reason why turmeric gets a lot of hype is due to a active compound that it contains called curcumin. Now, there is some evidence to suggest that this active compound, curcumin, can play a role in reducing pain for people that might experience inflammatory conditions like arthritis or Crohn's disease or Alzheimer's, but we just don't have enough solid data to support this. And when we look at these studies, where they've had benefit is where people have used really high doses of curcumin, more than you're going to be able to get from just having regular turmeric powder. So that's important to keep in mind. It's usually people have been supplementing with curcumin. It's not just coming from the golden spice that they're using. So really, I guess for people that are looking that may be experiencing pain from inflammatory conditions, we would be advocating to follow an anti-inflammatory diet that's rich in fruits and vegetables and lean proteins and all the good stuff. So this one's a little bit tricky. What do you give this one? Health or hype? Because I'm a bit on the fence with turmeric. Yeah, and it's a hard one because like turmeric itself, it's a healthy spice and it's great to use in cooking, especially as an alternative to things like salt to give you flavour. But in terms of the way that I guess it's touted for its benefits, I'm going to go with hype because you certainly don't need to be going out and have turmeric coffees or whatever, whatever the latest kind of thing is, because there isn't any 
you know, conclusive evidence to say that turmeric offers the benefits that people are claiming. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you on that one. Whilst it's healthy and like all spices, we recommend cooking with them. It's definitely the claims I read about it are not founded by the research yet, unfortunately. We do actually have a turmeric rice recipe in our cookbook that with the tandoori chicken oh, we and do. it's delicious, but mostly it just looks really cool because you get this like fluoro yellow rice and it does <laughs> give it a little bit of a flavour too and have some coriander mixed through it. Okay, next up we have apple cider vinegar. Now, if you do a quick little Google search of apple cider vinegar benefits, it will show up a whole host of benefits, everything from rapid weight loss to cancer prevention, detoxing the body, reducing bloating, improving skin, you name it, apple cider vinegar can supposedly cure it or fix it. That sounds amazing. Sign me up. Before you get ahead of yourself. Firstly, apple cider vinegar is essentially made when you crush apples and use bacteria and yeast to ferment the resulting liquid. And I'm sorry, guys, to be the bearer of bad news here, but apple cider vinegar unfortunately, is will not detox your body. It doesn't result in rapid weight loss or f- fix cure bloating and skin conditions. Really, the main benefit of apple cider vinegar comes from the fact that it is low GI, which means it has a low glycemic index. So when you add apple cider vinegar to your diet as part of a recipe, it can actually lower the GI of the whole meal. Now, when we get a lower GI, that means it doesn't really cause our blood sugar levels to spike, which is great. And that can keep us feeling fuller for longer, which is where the weight loss benefit comes in to it. Now, the way that we'd recommend that you have apple cider vinegar is just to add it as part of the salad dressing of your cooking. Adding vinegars can be great because they add a lot of flavor. Absolutely do not have shots of apple cider vinegar either by themselves or in water in the morning. This is something that I still hear clients doing all the time. Yeah. And it's such a big trend on TikTok, but it's a big no-no. Yeah. Because it can cause serious damage to your esophagus. It's not good for your teeth either. It's very unpleasant. So absolutely you can enjoy this, this food or drink really. What do we classify it as? (laughs) But the way you have it is really important. Yeah. Okay. And so what are we going with here, Anna? Are we saying it's healthy or is it hype? Look, I'm going to say this one is hype. And that's just because I don't think it deserves the attention that it receives. When it comes to the glycemic index benefits, all vinegars will contain this. So whether you're going for balsamic, white wine, red wine, apple cider, they're all great foods to include. But again, include it as part of a recipe. You definitely don't need to have shots of it. So it is a healthy food. Vinegars are great. A lot of our recipes in our cookbook will will incorporate vinegars. Yeah, but because apple cider vinegar is so hyped, it's often going to have a much higher price tag as well and doesn't really deserve that. Nut doesn't deserve it. And finally on our list is activated nuts. Now there's a theory that soaking nuts, so soaking them in water can help to break down some of the nutrients in nuts and make these nutrients easier for our bodies to absorb and digest. So is that why they're actually called activated? Just because they've been soaked and it's thought that it activates the nutrients? Yeah, Mm, right. really interesting. But when we actually look at the research, there isn't much evidence to suggest that activating nuts makes them 
makes those nutrients more bioavailable for our body. I guess no surprises here when it comes to health or hype for this one, I'm going with hype. There's no real benefit to activating nuts. If you're buying activated nuts, they're going to be a lot more expensive. If you're doing it yourself, you may as well save your time and just opt for a handful of raw or even roasted nuts. There's so much research showing the health benefits of including nuts in our diet. They don't need to be activated. Right. So include nuts, but you can ditch the activated kind. Yes. Excellent. Okay, well, that is a wrap on today's episode. I'm sure some of you might have a few new food products that you might start including into your diet. And all of the foods that we've gone through today can be found at regular supermarkets. I think the key thing to really understand here is that there's no miracle singular food that you must include in your diet. There are loads of healthy food products and one food alone can't counteract the damage of poor eating habits. So any food that you decide to add to your diet, you want to do so, you know, amongst a healthy, balanced diet, as we always will say. Thank you so much, guys. If you want to learn more tips and tricks or get some more recipes from our end, then make sure you're signed up to the Biting Truth newsletter. We send the newsletter out monthly and it's always filled with juicy content. We'll leave the link in the show notes if you want to sign up. Bye. Bye.